It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we literally do connect the dots between our spiritual, mental, physical, and emotional selves. You know, if 2020 taught us nothing more than the importance of staying healthy, then I think maybe it did its job. Um, We should no longer expect for others to keep us healthy. It is our responsibility to do so. And I'm going to have you check out Boomers Forever Young. The link is on my website. It's www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com. And if you go to that website and see their link, it will take you into their amazing world-class products. There's one in particular that I want you to take some time to check out, and that is called Gladiator Barley. It is a sprout. It's not a grain, and so it is considered gluten-free. A very, very small percentage of people have a reaction to it, probably 1% or less. But what it does do is it removes toxins from your body, it rebuilds muscle, and it reduces inflammation. And for a lot of people, that is the reason that they ended up with COVID-19 in 2020 and are still getting it in 2021, is the inflammation in their body is high and their immune system is low. And you can get a test called a D as in dog three blood test, and you want that number to be 70 or greater If it is less than that, you need to be taking between 5 and 10,000 international units of vitamin D to get your immune system up and functioning. And so I would just encourage you to take a look at the products that are in Boomers Forever Young. Uh, They are a sponsor of the show. I use the products personally, and my immune system and my inflammation level are where most people would wish theirs would be. Um, So again, just check it out. If you decide to purchase anything, uh, if you use my name, Lucy, L-U-C-Y, in the promo code, you will get $5 off of your order each and every time. And I have as a returning guest today, Paul Levin. Paul's been with me, oh my goodness, I would say maybe, uh, not that many times, probably (laughs) about six times. Um, and, uh, you know, the show has been going on now for two and a half years, so it's um, interesting how time does fly. So welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Lucy. You're very welcome. Um, I know that you're an author and you're a speaker, and you're what's called a life breakthrough mentor and blogger. And um, so that's pretty cool. You're a certified hypnotherapist. I've never had you do hypnotherapy on me. I'm not sure. Oh, we'll do that. We could do that. Um, And you're a certified neuro-linguistic practitioner. Um, So for several years, you've been teaching and enlightening students with ways that they can transform their lives. And I know we're going to be talking today about does life suck or is it perfect? And um, so that's an interesting title for our conversation today. Um, I'm going to throw it to you. How do you know if your life actually sucks or if it's perfect? Awesome question, Lucy. Thank you so much for asking that. You're welcome. Now it's up to you to explain. Now it's up to me to explain. Fine. All right. Well, let's... It's everything's a matter of perspective. That's true. So... 
if you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is you step out of bed is stub your toe. Uh And your immediate thought is, ow, that sucks. Yeah. And then you say something like, maybe today's going to be a bad day. And you set yourself up. Mm-hmm. What if you looked at the stub toe as, ow, that hurts. I wonder what that meant. I wonder if that's a, a sign. I wonder if it's telling me anything. I wonder if, okay, I can't think of what it's telling me, so I'm going to ignore it. And the pain will fade away, and you go on with your day without it affecting the next 10, 20 minutes. Right. Right? Suppose you have a meeting scheduled. Maybe uh, it's with a client. Maybe it's about making money. Maybe it's a new job. And uh, the, the person calls you or texts you five minutes before the meeting and says, something came up, I have to cancel. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Your first reaction, my first reaction is, uh, you know, I'm angry. I'm upset. But if I can then consciously recognize that anger and say, hmm, I wonder what good will come out of this, oppor- out of this opportunity. Because I cannot tell you how many times... I mean, this happens to me almost on a daily basis, where when I take that position that, oh, there's some good that's going to come out of this, Uh the phone rings again in five minutes. And it's somebody I haven't spoken to in a month, and they say, listen, I need to talk to you. Have you got a minute? And you do now. And now I do! Yeah, yeah. Right? Right. So was that perfect, or did that suck? True, true. Right? Mm -hmm. And if we take that perspective that everything is perfect, no matter how we feel about it, that's the key. You're going to have an emotional reaction to every experience you have in life. And part of that is our programming. And we can talk some, you know, further about programming and changing our programming. Mm -hmm. However... Whatever that emotional response is, that does not have to be how you then look at the event. I remember um, you and I both know who uh, Dr. Lipton is, Bruce Lipton. Oh, yes. And, uh, of course, um, one of the things that he comments on is that we're all born with basically a blueprint. Um, You know, it can genetically be there, but it can also be a blueprint that then arrives from the information we put in from... The time uh, three months prior to birth, so it's in okay. the third trimester, yeah. up until age seven, and we're creating that blueprint by the information that is coming in, and we kind of put it in its various places. So if you know genetically and with information uh, being absorbed from our environment, uh, we have this structural blueprint, but he says we can change it any time we decide. Agreed. And so it's just a matter of how, again, like you said, do you want to perceive a situation? And if the perception is, oh, I stubbed my toe, and not only does that suck, but that means I'm having a bad day, we better be changing that blueprint because then we're going to get nothing more than a repetition of a lot of bad days. <laughs> well, precisely, precisely. Wow, you, you talked about so many awesome points there. Um, tell you what. Can I can I expand a little bit about the uh, pri- three months prior to birth to mm-hmm. age seven? Absolutely. Awesome. So there's there's the human. I don't know if I want to say mind. I'll go with that because I haven't got a better word right now. 
The human mind learns in two ways. Mm-hmm. We learn from knowledge and we learn from experiences. Right. So knowledge only goes so far. It doesn't affect our lives. What affects our lives is an experience we've had. Mm-hmm. If you re- if it does not matter how many times your mother says, "Don't touch the stove." It isn't until you reach out and get hurt. Now, you might get hurt because they smacked it. You might get hurt because they hit it with a spoon. Or you might get hit because you touched the fire and you got burned. Mm-hmm. But it isn't until you get hurt that you have an experience that will change your life forever. Right. That tells you this is not a good thing to do. Right. I, I will not do this ever mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a pattern in your life that you will forget the experience and keep the behavior. Right. Right? Right. So the ability to change those things that have happened to us in childhood is simply a matter of finding that belief and replacing it, mm-hmm. which, by the way, takes about 20 seconds to do. Not to find it. It takes a little while to find it. But once we found it, in about 20 seconds, we can replace a belief. Okay? However, let's see... Um, experiences so we're talking about three months prior to birth to the age of seven Mm -hmm. because that's what's setting up your life is your experiences so here you are having a lovely peaceful day in utero okay (laughs) listening to the heartbeat of your mother right and now all and, and you're hearing why three months because that's when hearing is developed okay so your hearing is but no it's not just hearing because you're picking things up energetically long before you have hearing. Right. But let's go with hearing. You hear a loud sound. And it, it actually is coming with an emotion of anger, which is what you're picking up is the anger. Mm-hmm. And it's, you can, it's your father and your mother. It's voices you recognize. And they're arguing and they're fighting. And your peaceful day in utero has just been shattered. Sure. You're having an experience that is affecting you negatively, emotionally. 20 years later, when you hear people arguing, mm-hmm. you feel bad. Mm-hmm. You feel small. You feel like you're in danger. Mm-hmm. All because of that experience three months prior to utero. Isn't that interesting that it, you know, it, and, and yet we don't think about that, honestly and truly, uh, as a pregnant mother, as, you know, expectant parents, they don't monitor and we don't monitor, you know, what's going on necessarily. I mean, we know to do certain things, like maybe expose the child to classical music. You know, we hear that or, you know, do meditation or do, but life is life. And we do have moments of being upset. And I am sure there are very few people that stop and think, oh, what is that doing to my unborn child? Or born child. Or born child, yeah. Right? Let's take a, a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the three-year-old... Okay, I want to back it up. Let's take a two-year-old. Because I really want this to be not intentional. Mm-hmm. The three-year-old is sitting there with their sippy cup and has learned how to unscrew the top. <laughs> okay. Okay? So they're playing with the top and they're playing with their sippy cup. And the next thing you know, an entire cup of milk is all over the floor... And what do you do, mommy or daddy? Do you get angry? Do you yell at the kid? 
Why? The kid was doing discovery. The kid was learning. The kid was discovering and exploring their environment and growing and and becoming who they will become in their adult years. And and you yelled at them. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to forgive you because they're going to forgive you because you're, you know, you you have your programming. Mm -hmm. But when you yell at them, you've created a new program for them. Which is don't explore. Yeah. Or exploring hurts, or exploring becomes you know becomes bad, or or learning is bad. And why are they bad in school five years later? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or how many times do you know? I I guess maybe boys a little bit more than girls, but they have a hard time sitting still. Yes. And so I mean, you're at church, you're in school, you're you know with relatives, and you're being constantly told sit still, pay attention, and. It doesn't always work for, you know, very active minds that are all about exploring. Yeah, very much so. And so then maybe those are the students that, you know, believe that learning is not for them. Yeah, and that could happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a couple of issues here. The first issue is the source. And the source we've been talking about has been parents in this scenario. Mm -hmm. The second issue is the effect on the child and how to change that later on. Right. Because in our current world and in our current culture and society, people have emotional pain. Where did it come from? It came from their parents. It came from their parents. It goes on back generations, okay? But we have emotional pain. Uh-huh. And we're going to live in that pain. But we, Not that we're going to. We do. It's, we do. We do. Uh-huh. We live in that pain. So when experiences occur that trigger the pain, we play the program associated with the pain. You know, there's a program, just like a computer. The computer says, you know, we run this program, it does this, this, and this. So, you know, if a person uh, cuts you off in traffic, the program says, give them the finger. Okay? (laughs) Or at least yell at them. (laughs) Or at least yell at them, okay? (laughs) I don't know how far I could go here on radio. (laughs) Seven words you can't say. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) Right? Right. So we can change that programming. Mm -hmm. Now, the child who's learning these programs and getting these programs, they can change it later on in life. Right. Okay? Somewhere around... I would like to say that I could probably work with someone as young as nine. I think younger than nine, they wouldn't understand the concepts. Mm Mm-hmm. But by nine, they should be able to understand the concepts where they could eradicate all of that emotional pain. How would they go about eradicating it? All pain. So, yeah, I'll start here. All emotional pain comes from... Wow, now get that. What did I just say? All emotional pain comes from somewhere? Mm Mm-hmm. Every single emotional pain you will experience in life comes from one place. Unfulfilled expectations. So you want to go into that a little bit more? Sure. If that's the truth, and and take a look in your own life, every pain you have, look and ask yourself, what should they have done? That's an expectation. They didn't do it, now you're upset. You're hurt, you're you're crushed, whatever the emotion is, 
if it's a painful emotion, it came from an unfulfilled expectation. Mm-hmm. So what's the solution? Don't have expectations. <laughs> it's easy. Doctor, it hurts when I do this, so don't do that. Okay? Right, right. Right? Now, how do you not have expectations? That takes a little more effort. Mm-hmm. Okay? It takes a little more introspection. It takes observation. It takes learning what you really want and what you don't want. And living from that instead of the programs. So give an example of that. Because I can see that, um, you know, even with my expertise in human behavior, that it, it could be a little confusing. Like somebody listening would go like, okay, I'm not sure that I quite understand what he's saying. So, Sure. Um, let's see if I can come up with a quick example. How about, you know, like with kids that having their first love you know so uh, they're maybe 13 14 15 years old and you know all the hormones that are going on with both male and female at that point and typically I mean it's you know it's both ways you know where boys can be just as crushed as girls uh, that the relationship isn't working out but you know that could be expanded into adult relationships as far as that goes Absolutely. You know, so the expectation might be that the girl is thinking, if he really cared, he would have remembered my birthday, you know. Nice. All right. So you take it from there. So how would that work? So what we're talking about now is relationships. Mm -hmm. And we have to do a little preparatory work before we enter into relationships. Mm Uh. There's a principle that I teach, a single sentence. We've talked about it on on shows past Mm -hmm. uh, that I teach regarding relationships, and that is speak your truth with compassion, with no expectation. Mm -hmm. So there's that expectation again. Okay? So speak your truth. Now, that what is truth? Truth is what you want. So the first assignment in relationship is to make a list of everything you want. Before you meet a guy, before you meet a girl, even if you're 12 years old, make a list. You know what you want. You know what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, spend 15 minutes and think about it. You will. (laughs) You will. Okay. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So make a list of what you want. And isn't it interesting how many people don't do that? You know, I mean, they just go meet somebody and then they start listing all the things that are wrong. Mm. As opposed to... I know what I want, and therefore I'm only going to be attracting that into my life. Perfect. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. When you have that list of what you want, everybody gets measured against that list. Mm -hmm. There's no emotion in that. Right, right. Right? You either have it or you don't. Precisely. (laughs) Right. Now, the second list to make is what you don't want. Mm -hmm. What's a showstopper for you? Now, I don't know if this would be relevant to a 12 or 13-year-old, but in my 20s or 30s, a showstopper was that they smoked cigarettes Mm -hmm. because I was an ex-smoker at that point. Right. Okay. And so that's a showstopper. The minute I see a cigarette in their hand, no matter how cute they are, thank you, next. Next. You know, have a great day. Bye. Right. Right? Right. No emotion. No no pain. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So you make a list of the things you want and the thing, and a separate list of the things you don't want. By the way, there's a great benefit in that second list. When you have a list of the things you will not, and, and I'm expanding the list right now, 
I'm going to make this now a list of the things you will not tolerate in your life. Mm-hmm. Abuse. Sure. I mean, somebody who is totally disrespectful. Right. Disrespect. Um, e- even your own parents yelling at you is something you can say, I will not tolerate that in my life anymore. Mm-hmm. I will be spoken to as a human being. Right. Even by people in authority. You know, okay. I, I will share something with you that I... I know I've never shared, you know, on it on the air, but many years ago, uh, my dad was uh, military and and very um, black and white in the way he viewed the world. But um, my mom was in the hospital having a hysterectomy, and so she was, um, you know, he was worried. I mean, just you know, because they'd been married for a number of years at that point, and they were very close. And I was helping out, you know, at home, and so I was polishing a dining room table. Okay. And um, like I said, he was a rather black and white individual, and I wasn't going with the grain. Now, I was only about 17 years old, um, and so I didn't know anything about other than I was using polish on a table. And so he was upset and was, you know, trying to get my attention, and he slapped me. Uh, to get my attention because I wasn't doing it the way he wanted it done. And I don't know that my dad had ever slapped me before, but it caused a reaction in me that I've never forgotten because I turned around and slapped him right back at 17. And I stood there and I said, you will never do that to me again. Whoa, nice. High five on that one. (laughs) And he never did. I mean, from that point on, now how I knew to have that kind of posture I have no idea, but I mean, it was something within me that said, no, you will treat me with respect. I am your daughter. I am 17. You can show me the way you want this done, but you cannot yell at me and slap me. And from that point forward, we had a very, I mean, there were tumultuous times at moments, but he never tried to demean me you know, after that. And Great. I think that's such an important lesson for it people is. to learn at any age. It is. Is that uh, you are a human being and you need to be respected. Absolutely. You, so we, we just touched on another principle here, mm-hmm. and that is we teach people how to treat us. Mm-hmm. So in again, in the space of relationship, you, you have the list of the things you want, the list of the things you don't want, and part of that don't want is to teach people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. How you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, oh, so the, the uh, benefit of that list, the second list, mm-hmm. is that when something shows up that's on your showstopper list, right? I, in my opinion, I'm just going to, this is my opinion, you can do it any way you want, I give it one chance. So I let the person know, hey, listen, that thing you just did, that the behavior, whatever you're doing there, that does not work for me. Right. Okay. And in fact, I, I, I just don't tolerate that in my life. So this is your one warning. Right. And they might say, well, too bad for you and be gone, which is fine. That's fine. Um, because, well, actually, so l- let me hold off on that till we get to expectations. Okay. Okay. Because okay. that's, expe- that's covered under expectations. Okay. All right. But what you now have is you've got a written list that gives you permission to say, no, that's not part of my life. Right. Okay. Because the policy, if, if you want, just say it's corporate policy. Just say you have a company, and I'm sorry, my company does not allow me to, 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 to have that kind of behavior given to me. You know, 
Companies do that all the time, right? They absolutely do. Yeah, so you know, file for a you know Schedule C and and get a company, and and now you have co- corporate policies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know that wouldn't be a bad way to live your life, actually. I, that's how I live mine. Mm-hmm. You know, when people do things to me, I look and I say, you know, I've got policies here. Right. You know, we don't work with people who do that. <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and the thing is, is that if you were actually a company, uh, you know, a corporation, and you had bylaws, then that would be on the books. I mean, it would. If you do this, you're no longer a part of this corporation. Yes. And yet we tolerate, as human beings, out of love and out of a lot of other things, a lot of behavior that should never be tolerated. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm going to jump back to something real quick just to bring the connection, okay? Mm-hmm. We started talking at the beginning of the show about is life perfect or does life suck, mm-hmm. right? And we did talk about the perspective aspect of how to look at things. But what we're talking about now is how to make your life perfect, mm-hmm. okay? And the, one of the biggest ways to make your life perfect is to eliminate everything that's on the no list, right? that's on the showstopper list. When you eliminate all that out of your life, all that pain is gone. Now you have free time to enjoy more. Of what you want. Of what you want. Right. Right. Back to the first list. Exactly. Right. 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 Okay, so let's get into expectation. Mm-hmm. All right. So when we... Oh, let me touch on Speak Your Truth a little bit because I'll dig in. Um, when you go to Speak Your Truth, when, so, when a situation comes up and you have a reaction, if it's what you want, if it's what you like, tell the person, I love that. That's wonderful. Thank you. Yes, we'll do whatever it is. Let the person know that you are liking it. Uh-huh. If it's not what you want, let the person know it's not what you want. Right. Even if the reaction could be something that you don't like. And we're going to dig into that in just a second. Yes. So first, you're going to always speak your truth. You like it. You don't like it. Whatever your truth is, you let the other people know around you. Now, with compassion, that's the second part of the formula, with compassion. Mm -hmm. So why with compassion? Because you have no idea what the other person's programming is. Right. You don't know the traumas they've been through. You don't know the tortures and horrible experiences they've been through. You just know that you don't like the situation you're in. Mm -hmm. So let them know that with compassion. And the easiest way to speak things with compassion is to always make it an I statement. I don't like this. I feel uncomfortable. I feel nervous. Uh No judgment on the other person at all. Uh Uh Okay? Speak your truth with compassion, with no expectation. So they have a choice to do whatever it is they are going to do. Precisely. Right. You have no control over their behavior. Right. You don't know what they're going to do. You've let them know what you want. Right. I, I'll give you a cute example, in a way, of a family that I've worked with uh, in the past few months. And um, sister-brother were playing. And so he was, the little boy is a little bit younger and very active. And so he was running around the backyard uh, in his superhero mode. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't keep up with him. And so evidently she picked up a very small PVC pipe. But, you know, it's hard. It's plastic. And she went to hit him with it. Mm -hmm. And I guess she got in one hit, but he grabbed it away from her. But then he hit her several times Mm -hmm. with it. 
And so the reaction was, I don't like what you're doing, but they didn't use words. Right. You know, they used actions to say, I don't like what you're doing. Right. And so then, you know, mom and dad had this moment with them explaining that wouldn't it have been a better situation if, you know, the older child had said, I can't keep up with you. I don't like this game anymore. He would have understood and said, okay, we don't need to play anymore. Or, well, I'm going to continue to play my way, which would have been his choice. Precisely. Um, and <clears throat> so using words, speaking your truth, as you said, you know, it is so fun if you can break it down and help kids learn. Yes. And then adults can learn as well, you know, by speaking their truth and not saying, when you do this, which brings up defenses. This judgment. Yes. Instead, like you said, to say, you know, I'm feeling very uncomfortable, you know, when this is mentioned or, you know, how they're reacting to a situation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was going to digress for, uh, for something you had just said and now it slipped my mind. So, um, Maybe we'll just go, we'll, yeah, just go on back. Yeah, we'll, we'll just go back to the, to the, to the um, no expectations. No expectations, right. <clears throat> um, so, of course, when we know what we want, mm-hmm. we are, are trained, oh, oh, okay. Our trained mind, what we've been trained to do, is to take what we want and turn that into a requirement on someone else. Mm. Okay, that's, that's expectation. Mm-hmm. That's the definition of expectation. So going back to if he really cared, he would have remembered my birthday from the 15-year-old. Yeah, right. Right, because now he... So what, what's going on in her head? It's my birthday. Mm-hmm. He's my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And he better remember my birthday. And that's the expectation. And that's the expectation. Right. Right? Instead of... Okay, so what are we taught to do? Right? This is what we've been taught to do. What were these children that you were talking about, that they were playing, and the one who picked up the pipe, what were they taught to do? Right? We can start teaching. I mean, we teach kids from birth, right? Mm-hmm. Three months before, actually, right? So if we're teaching this, this principle of speak your truth, that scenario may have never happened. Right? Right? Okay, so here we have this expectation that they have to do something. If we recognize that, long before we meet with the person, long before it's time for them to call or whatever, if we recognize, oh, I've got this expectation. And Paul told me that the, all emotional pain comes from unfulfilled expectations. So the way for me to avoid all future pain is to get rid of my expectations. Uh-huh. Oh, what can I do to get rid of this expectation? separate the want from the requirement. Okay, how do you do that? It's really a decision in your mind. This is what I want. Recognize what your requirement is. They better remember my birthday, whatever. And just say, I want him to remember my birthday. I hope he remembers my birthday. If he does, he does. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Okay, so that's what I wanted you that's to get That's where you to. let go yeah. of the expectation. Right, right. Yeah. So, so the understanding is really more of I recognize what I would like to have happen, but if it doesn't happen, I'm okay. Exactly. Okay. Now, what if it's, you know, what if it's something like he he, he smacked me last night and that will never happen again. Mm-hmm. So what happens, listen, that here's how I feel, 
right? This is what happened to me as a child, you know, and that made me feel, brought me all the way back to the, as a child, and I cannot live in that environment. So now it, it's not really okay if he, you know, changes mm-hmm, or not. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, that's just, just who I am. That's who I am. Thank right, you very much. Right. I was going someplace else that I could not say on radio. Okay. <laughs> that's just who I am. Now you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You can accept it. Ex- or, or say. Or take no. action. Right. And if that's not part of my compliance issues on my corporation, it's no. We're going. Yeah. And, and so your choice is to either accept, as you said, or take action. Mm-hmm. Well, what might that action be? That action might be leaving. That action might be kicking him out. That action might be calling the police. That action might be telling a person never to call you again. <clears throat> Whatever the action is to eradicate the thing that is on your no list from right. your life. Right. And so that's how you can create. First, we choose to have a perfect life by choice, mm-hmm. right? We choose to see everything as benefit to us. That was what we talked about in the beginning. And now we can also create or form and shape our perfect life. So, for the benefit of the listener, I want to kind of condense this a little bit. And so the first thing they're going to do is they're going to create a list of all of the things that they want Mm -hmm. in their life. And to take at least, I would say, 30 minutes and maybe come back to it a couple of times. Because your list, when you start... You kind of go, okay, these are really, really important. But I know for myself, um, I think of things. And I think, oh, I better add that to the list because that's important. So you might end up with 30, but then when you're done, there might be 100 things that are actually pretty important on there. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's step one. <clears throat> step two is create the list of things that you won't tolerate, that you absolutely do not want on your list. And you mentioned smoking. You know, for others, it might be, you know, drug addiction or it might be alcoholism or it might be gambling or, you know, there's a lot of uh, a big one. A big one for me is is integrity. Yeah, I would say people have to keep their word with me. Yes, I would say that's that's equally important for me. Respect is a really big one for me. Honesty is very important to Mm -hmm. me. So, you know, again, you might find that somebody has been dishonest or disrespectful and they didn't recognize it and so that's where you give them okay we'll give you a second chance but it's not chance after chance after chance nope. after chance because then they're not respecting you you know that's coming, coming and you're life. living in a, an environment that you don't want exactly exactly yeah. so now you've got your two list and then the third one is not having any preconceived notions or expectations of the way it has to go down And so with that... Or separate. You can have that that preconceived notion of how it has to go down, Mm -hmm. but recognize that that's an expectation. Right. And just to say, I'd like for it to be this way. But if it doesn't turn out that way, I'm okay with the outcome. Or I will take action. Or I will take action. Yeah. Okay. And and that way people can feel that they're back in charge they are in charge. of their life. And I think that's the key, is that a lot of people, because of 2020, you know, all of our rights basically were kind of yanked away from us. Um, you know, we were told to stay indoors. We were told not to touch. We were told not to be in contact with. Uh, we were told with, that if we did go to the store, we had to do it this way. Um, you know, there's just been so many things that have happened. So what, what would some of the choices be that people have in that scenario mm-hmm. with COVID mm-hmm. that 
would allow them to still feel in control? Well, um... I can tell you a few. Okay, go ahead. One, some places I've gone, I, I always look to see if there's anybody else not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I may then choose not to wear my mask. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, I totally admire the people who, who, who don't wear a mask. I really do. Um, well, what I think is funny, and I'll just, you know, share this okay. right now, because, I mean, even at Publix, and, you know, Publix is our, our big store around here uh, in uh, you know, the western store. part. Well, we, we live in Pinellas County, but, I mean, it's all over Florida. We have public stores. But they have a, a sign as you walk in that basically says, you know, required that mm-hmm. you put on your mask. But I have noticed so many of them that now have it pulled underneath their nose and, you know, covering their mouth. And I'm thinking, well, that's doing no good whatsoever. <laughs> but you've got a mask on. so. <laughs> and then the other thing you can do is choose not to, to uh, shop somewhere. Exactly. When, when the gym told me I had to wear a mask when I walked from one machine to another is when I told them that I was canceling my membership. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was not willing to live in that environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, I replaced it with exercises at home. And probably they're working just as well. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to get back to the gym just for the camaraderie and all that, but not mm-hmm. until the mask thing is gone. Yeah, that may be until <clears throat> the end of 2021. Because we'll they're, they're waiting until the herd, uh, what do they call it, uh, immunity, herd immunity, because there's a certain percentage of people that'll be vaccinated and that'll be the balance and the tipping point. And I just heard this morning, which I thought was interesting, is the airlines have got more bookings now than they've had in a year. Wow. And uh, the cruise lines are now, you know, booking uh, out in advance. People are putting their deposits because they believe that at least maybe by fall, you know, they'll be able to go on a cruise again. So, I mean, I think people are lifting their expectations um, that, you know, Travel is a possible thing on the not-too-distant horizon. Excellent. And, and I certainly hope that, that should their expectations not be fulfilled, they will not be hurt. They will not be hurt. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, that is. I mean, if you're going to put some money out there for a reservation, whether it's an airline trip or whether it's a, a cruise, um, you could always drive. You know, that would be the other option. But that you actually do weigh that. That if it doesn't happen, I'm okay with that because I'll either get a refund uh, or, you know, I'll get it put on a future cruise or something like that. But being or, okay with it. Or be creative and buy the insurance. Yes, yeah. They could buy the insurance on it too. Although I think if I'm not mistaken, that some of the insurances now, because of COVID, oh. they've put a clause in there. Oh. And so it doesn't apply okay. to certain things. And I think that was one of them when all of this began to happen. They had to figure out how not to pay out. Yeah, gotcha, <laughs> so, gotcha. So all was, right, well, read the fine print, definitely. Yeah, read the fine print. Any, anything legal, read the fine print. Mm-hmm. Uh, have your attorney you know, review it, whatever. Yes, really. Uh, so if you were going to use this principle, let's say, as a family, and um, you, know, you might sit with um, a child of, uh, I don't know, nine, 10 years old, you know, something like that, where they have the age of reason kind of going mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you and I have both seen kids that really were disappointed and upset and angry because something didn't happen the way they wanted it to happen. 
How would you maybe work with that child? Because it would, would you have done a list previously as a family activity of what you want your life to look like? Because maybe they're not dealing with relationships. But, you know, what would you kind of like your life to look like right now at age 9 or age 10 or age 12, whatever it might be? And what do you not want to tolerate in your life? You know, and have them really look at that. Yeah. And yeah. then have them look at expectations and how to handle the disappointments yeah. because there's so many of them when they're that age. Well, um, yeah, I'm glad you said age 9 or 10 because... Um, at that age, yes, you, you could sit down and, and make those lists and talk about separating want from expectation, mm-hmm. want from requirement. Well, if they learned right? it then, wouldn't it be wonderful? If they wouldn't that be learn- another 70 or 80 years of a life that's perfect? It would be. It would yeah. Be. They would have a whole lot more opportunity to go through job crises, relationship issues, you know, all the disappointments that we have as humans. And they could begin to separate it out and say, you know what? It's not that big a deal. None of them would be disappointments to them. No. They would all just be the next step. Exactly. The evolution of happiness. Of life. <laughs> the evolution of life, yes. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, a saying in the Christian circles. I, I spent many years in that, in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, when God closes a, a door, he opens a window. A window. Mm-hmm. Right? This so, is a sliding glass window. It's a sliding glass window. Okay. Well, just... just Everything, everything that you want that does not work out uh-huh. is for your benefit. It's, it's, um, there's another verse that probably would have been better here, that, that he puts a hedge around us. So what are hedges? Hedges are these plants that grow, that, that provide privacy and protection. Uh-huh. Right? So when a door closes, when something you want does not work out, look at that and say, thank you. Uh-huh. You just saved my behind Mm -hmm. from a lot of trouble Mm -hmm. and you know that is so true and I'm thinking of a lot of people who you know accept a position let's say even within the company that they love but they accept a promotion and it turns out to be one of the worst things they've ever experienced because it wasn't the right promotion for them but on the surface it looked like it was and that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. So you've discovered now that it wasn't the thing you want. And so speak your truth. Mm-hmm. Go to your manager and say, I'd like to go back to the old job. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. And I think that takes courage. It does. You know, to do that. Because a lot of times, male or female, you know, if the expectation was I'm up for the job, obviously my, you know, higher-ups have looked at me and said, you know, you're capable of doing this by saying I don't want to do it. You know, there's there's that positioning of I'm a failure or they're going to look at me as less than now. Um, And so that's where the courage comes in. But then if you go back to the expectation of the individual, they can look at it as I spoke my truth and therefore I'm uh, protecting myself. You know, I'm, I'm doing what I need to do to take care of me. So the courage which we just said we, we would need that courage to speak our truth, mm-hmm. that courage is overcoming a fear. The fear is the fear of what will they think of me. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So long as you're happy, who cares what they think of you? And that is huge, though. Isn't it? Oh, it's really, really, really big. Because I think we grow up, unfortunately. You know, it's in that first seven years after birth. But the experience experience that most children have 
is unfortunately one where a teacher, whether it's preschool, kindergarten, first grade, someplace along in there, they're learning, you know, your peers are counting on you. You know, that's one of the lessons that I used to hear all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, what will, you know, Susie think? Or what will Joey think? Um, And so they teach a very young child to consider what others think. And then we grow up with that. It's a form of control. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So teach your children... I truly believe, and, and all the principles and concepts we've been talking about, I teach in a very systematic way, so mm-hmm. it's not quite as all over the place like it's been today, but it's really fun being all over the place like it's been today. So, um, let's see. I was, I was going to say, I, I hit me with another question then. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you said you were teaching uh, in a systematic way, you know, the, a lot of these principles. So I'm sure you have it broken down into, you know, week one, we're going to look at this, and then week yeah. two and week three. Um, and, and that is the way we develop. But once we're adults, you know, it's Katie bar the door. We're hit, <laughs> we're hit with everything every day um, and multiple times throughout the day. So, yeah. you know, having a system in place, having... Um, those supports in place. And one of the things you and I talked about, you know, before we started the show was understanding too that, you know, we are. I mean, the show is about a spiritual, intellectual, physical, mental being. And so if people can kind of begin to grasp that this is like a table with four legs or a chair with four legs, that those legs can become unbalanced because emotionally, maybe we did have issues back when we were young that never did get resolved and now we have all these expectations and the expectations are hurting us day in and day out so now our chair or table is very wobbly so we have to go back in and re um i I don't know repair maybe is a good way to look at it you know to fill up that part that was missing and to understand it better so that it levels it out Yes, yes. So, so imagine your life with no expectations. Imagine your life with no emotional pain, because those two things are connected. Get rid of expectations, you'll get rid of all your emotional pain. Mm-hmm. And anytime you do have emotional pain, find the expectation, get rid of it, you'll get rid of the pain. Okay? So now we do that for all the adults in the world. Right? And what will happen for the children? They won't grow up with emotional pain. No, that's true. Um, I'm thinking, though, it, there's, hmm, there's, um, okay, so the expectation, let's take um, minimum wage. Okay. We, we'll use something that's more intellectual for a minute. So the expectation, I think, that goes around at least the United States today is that um, a minimum wage should be around $15 an hour. That's what I'm hearing. Is that what you're hearing as well? I, I don't follow it. Okay, all right. Well, that's pretty much what's out there. So if you're making less than that at minimum wage, then the expectation is that you're not being respected or that um, you know your value is, is insufficient or something along those lines. But then that creates all these other binding problems. And so I think we have to be careful here in that if we do away with expectations, so the expectation 
that has been put out politically and otherwise is the $15 an hour. If we did away with that expectation of there isn't an expectation of whatever minimum wage is, so then somebody could basically say, well, I could pay you $5 an hour or I could pay you $100 an hour, but there isn't any leveling place you know, to come from. And so I can't throw that away per se, because if I throw it away, then I'm just kind of up for grabs, you know, like... Okay, okay. okay. So, so, first of all, everything we talked about today mm-hmm. is about you, the, the, the listener. It's about you, the person hearing my words. Mm-hmm. So, it, when I say have no expectations, how are we doing? We're good. We're good. When I say have no expectations, I'm talking about you have no expectations. So, whatever the government wants to do and other people want to do and... All of that, we could have a whole nother show about that. Mm-hmm. That has no bearing on the conversation that we've been having today. Okay? So, let's talk now in the context of what we've talked about today, minimum wage. You're looking, saying, I feel I'm worthy of that. I want that much money. I want $15 an hour. I think I should be getting $15 an hour. That's fine. That's your want. That's your truth. Mm-hmm. Okay? The expectation would be, now they have to do it, because the law says. Mm. Okay, I stuck my tongue out for those of you who didn't, couldn't hear the sound. Mm. Um, there's a TV show. It, it, every time, as you were talking about that whole story, this TV show, I just watched this episode, I think, yesterday. Huh. Anybody familiar with the TV show, Everybody Hates Chris? No. Nope. <laughs> okay, it's, it's about a, um, a black young boy uh, growing up in Brooklyn. In the 1980s. Uh-huh. And he had a job working at the corner store. And he was getting uh, $60 a week. I think it was $3 an hour or something like that. And um, he wanted more. And he found out that the minimum wage was $3.35 an hour. And he went to his boss, the owner of the store, and he said, Well, I want $3.35 an hour because I deserve minimum wage. And the boss said, I'm not going to give it to you. Well, now the, the, the boy, Chris, had a choice. And the choice was to either accept his $3 and be happy with it or quit. And he chose to quit. So he then gets a job at the Chinese uh, food, the, the Chinese restaurant, where, where he is, I mean, he has to work the entire time he's there. At the store, he was able to do his homework when there was nothing to do. And he was able to eat the food, and he was able to have a soda. Okay, but at the Chinese restaurant, they kept him moving constantly. And when he got his first check, he got $40. At the store, he got 60 Why? Because they took out taxes. Oh, goodness. Okay. And he didn't realize that. No. Okay. So then he actually quit that job, and he was able to get his job back at the store, and that, otherwise the show would have changed. Okay? Yeah. The point is, he had a want mm-hmm. and an expectation, and he took action on his expectation and found himself in a place that didn't serve him. Right. So sometimes our expectations don't get us places we want to be. Right. Okay? So, back to minimum wage and the listener, okay? You think you should be getting minimum wage, and they don't want to give it to you, you choose. To take the job or not. There's no big deal. There's no requirement. There's no argument. There's no fight. You'll find somebody else to pay you more. Right. 
if you can provide value. Okay, mm-hmm. that's you know that we'll get that's economics, and we could talk and some I, other time. I guess I think you know that's where I kind of wanted to make some clarity here is that we all, as kids as well as adults at any age, we all have decisions that we're going to make based upon, like you said, the expectation. So the expectation can be put out there by the government, by the schools, by families, by you know whatever, whoever. But your choice is, do you want to accept it? And if you don't want to accept it, then that's perfectly okay. You know, you can say, it doesn't meet my needs, and therefore I am letting it go, and move on. Yeah, you know, just move yeah. on. And so it could be that a relationship ends. It could be that a job ends. It could be that, unfortunately, maybe uh, relationships within a family end unless they're able to work things or out. Or get extra- estranged, yeah. yes. Yeah. But, I mean, all of those things can happen, and we have to be willing to accept that part of it, that if we don't get what we want and the expectation isn't met, that we have to be okay with letting go and moving yeah. on. And that's a, a lesson, I think, that if we could teach that at a young age, it would be so beneficial because a lot of the anxiety that I've seen as a professional counselor, a lot of the depression, a lot of all of those emotions that come in, the stress that's there, it's because we are afraid, mostly, of making that critical decision. You know, do I accept the um, way things are, you know, and, and change my expectation? Or do I say, no, this is one of those values, like you said, what I won't accept, you know, you're not going to accept somebody that smokes in your life. Right. You're not going to maybe accept somebody who is dishonest, you know, in your life. And so <coughs> make those choices based upon that list of things you said, I won't accept this part. I do want this part. What we're, what we're talking about here, what we're touching on here, mm-hmm. is a radical concept. Mm-hmm. And the radical concept I want to articulate, okay? The radical concept is this. Everybody listening, your wants, your happiness is the top priority. Right. You can put your happiness above everything else. Mm-hmm. And I know we've all been taught that that's well, the that's being exact selfish. opposite. Yeah, right? I mean, and we're taught even, <clears throat> you know, from a religious point of view. That it's better to give than receive, you know. So a lot of times we end up with giving, 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 giving to the detriment of who we are. And I had it taught to me as an adult that in order to give, somebody has to receive. Mm-hmm. So it might as well be you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, right. Well, and then you have to make sure that that little concept of, you know, are you being selfish? Is pretty much eradicated. Oh, we can we can kill it right now, <laughs> because if you don't receive, you're stealing that joy of giving from somebody else. How dare you do that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you might as well receive, so that you can give them the joy of giving. Right. I I have found it's it's been really fascinating over the last um, I would say six months in particular, but you know a little broader than that. <clears throat> that when you're in a place of, of gratitude and happiness and joy yourself, that it just spreads, you mm-hmm. know, that people see it um, and, you know, they recognize it. They see it in you. 
And, uh, you know, we, uh, my friend and I have had a number of times people that have just smiled at us for no reason or walked up and said, you know, you really do give me a lot of joy just watching you. And so I know that vibrationally that, you know, we emanate that on that vibrational level. Yeah. They, they can't quite figure it out, but there's something that makes them feel good to be around you. And then we've been around other people, obviously you have too, where that isn't there, you know, and it's because maybe they're living a life of limitations that they've placed on themselves. Yes, yes. So I, um, I think all of this is just so fascinating. I want you to take a couple of, of minutes here to tell people how they can find you because you can do coaching with them, you could do hypnotherapy with them, you could do the neuro-linguistic programming with them. There's so many things you can do. So um, share with everybody how to find you and enlist your services. Awesome, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, the place to start would be the website, which mm -hmm. is IDeserveAPerfectLife.com because you do. I want you to say that right now with me to yourself. I deserve a perfect life. You do. Uh, on the website, one of the pages there is gifts. So please help yourself to all the gifts that I have there for you. There's a couple of free reports. There's an email series guaranteed to lift you up and make your days brighter every single day. And uh, as far as services, I teach a program that will literally change your life. All the principles and concepts we've been talking about today, there are underlying principles to everything we've talked about today. And I will teach you those so that everything we talked today about today actually becomes natural consequence of where you're coming from. And emotional pain can be eliminated from your life. Uh, a contacting me is available on the website. Uh, on the about page is my phone number and uh, email address. What else? Um, if you want to talk with me, there's actually uh, IDeserveAPerfectLife.com forward slash free session. And I do believe there's a button on the homepage to get there as well. Uh -huh. And you could schedule a time for us to talk. And, uh, you know, everybody I talk with, you're talking about how uh, people just recognize that energy and they feel better. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I, I guarantee uh, when you talk with me is that you will walk away feeling better. Yeah. I, I think people um, stand up straighter or sit up straighter, you know, when they just don't feel the weight of the world maybe on their shoulders. And if there's somebody you know, that's listening, that feels like, wow, you know, my life really has moved down the road of being uh, sucky, if there is such a word as that, quote unquote, then please, you know, get hold of Paul and let him show you that it doesn't have to be that way and that you can change your thought patterns, uh, your blueprint, if you will, into one that will give you a much happier and healthier life. Amen. So thank you so much for being back on the show. I hope everybody goes out there and makes it a wonderful, wonderful uh, week. And, um, you know, please tune in next week for the Synergy Connection show. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.
Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.